Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Creative Control with Bish Khanna. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to this week's show, everybody. I, I, you know, I still have this chest cold. I got this chest cold. It won't go away. I got it. You probably heard me on the Jim Guthrie episode of the podcast a few weeks ago, complaining about how I got this cold, and now it's here. And I'm doing my best with it, but it's it's a bit cumbersome, I will say. But having said that, I'm excited about this week's show. John Spencer, the John Spencer Booze Explosion, joins me for a chat, and you're going to hear that in just a little bit. And I don't know, I had other big plans for the podcast this week. I wanted to do a panel about Yeezus by Kanye West, but it didn't quite work out. We'll see. Maybe I can reschedule it. People had to cancel. That was my plan. I I had a lot of things to say about Yeezus. Not going to happen. But that said, there's going to be some good stuff this week, I think. I mean, starting now. Let's start now. Let's start now with John Spencer, shall we? After our word from our sponsor. This week's episode of Creative Control with Vish Khanna is brought to you by the Eden Mills Writers Festival, which celebrates its 25th anniversary this September 13th to 15th in the beautiful village of Eden Mills, just outside of Guelph, Ontario. Over the last quarter century, the festival has grown into a nationally acclaimed and widely respected literary event dedicated to promoting and raising awareness of Canadian literature, both young emerging authors and writers and very well-established ones, and they have a very exciting program planned for this year. For more information about the festival, visit EdenMillsWritersFestival.ca. For a good chunk of time, there wasn't a more exciting band in any land than the John Spencer Blues Explosion. When this New York trio burst onto the scene 20-odd years ago, they made a powerful impact. Boom! Like a cannon, combining the raw reverence of punk with the swing and swagger of funk, soul, and hip-hop, all the while reinventing the blues for a younger generation of fans ready to throw down. After their 2004 record Damage, the Blues Explosion were active for a bit and then stopped functioning for a few years. But sometimes, they come back. In 2012, they released a heavy-as-hell album called Meat and Bone, and their current tour brings them to Canada for Calgary's Sled Island Festival on June 20th, and then Ottawa, Hamilton, and London, Ontario dates this July. Here now to discuss a high percentage of the things I just mentioned on the horn from New York City is the unbelievably talented 
John Spencer. Uh, hi, John. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm very well. It's nice to speak with you again. And it's nice to speak with you. <laughs> you and I spoke a few times about your band Heavy Trash, which started up while the blues explosion were taking a break. And, and at the time, I kind of recall you leaving the nature of that hiatus up in the air. Can you maybe talk now about why you guys took some time off? Uh, I think for the main reason it was I, I, you know, I was the guy that proposed it, I, and I wanted to, to to take a break because I wanted to to work on Heavy Trash. Heavy Trash started actually probably, um, you know, before the, the, the blues explosion knocked off work, you know, before our, the blues explosion break. Um, uh, the first time Trash Record was in 2005, so Matt and I were, were probably hanging out and, and writing songs, at least definitely in 2004, if not before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I the blues explosion, we'd, we'd had, a, you know, there had been times when we'd paused before, and uh, but at, uh, back in 2005, yeah, I was really just wanted to uh, spend spend more time or all of my time working on heavy trash. Uh, I was interested in, in doing different kind of music and, and collaborating with, with other people. Uh, so that's what I did. Okay. And, and you mentioned Matt Verdere, uh, your heavy trash collaborator. He's he's actually present on the new Blues Explosion record, right? He, he is, yeah. We, we tracked the record out in uh, uh, a very nice studio they called the Key Club in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Uh, in it was in October of 2011, and um, then we brought the tapes home and uh, did some more work in New York City at Matt's New York Head Studio. And um, I, did, uh, you know, so that's where we added some little noises and bits and pieces, and uh, and that's where I did most of the vocals there. And and uh, it was very nice to uh, you know to, to work with, with. It's always nice to work with Matt Verdere, and I especially enjoy. Um, uh, uh, recording, uh, you know, singing with him. I think he's a very, uh, uh, I think a very good, uh, at least for me, a very good uh, uh, producer of, uh, you know, of <laughs> vocal sound. <laughs> you know, getting a good, uh, getting a good vocal take. Sure. Um, and, and then I ended up mixing a few of the songs uh, at Matt's place. So, yeah, Matt, Matt Verdray and New York Head do figure into the uh, into meat and bone. I don't want to get patriotic here, but isn't Matt Canadian? Matt is. Uh, He's, you know, he was born in Egypt, uh, but he most of his uh, time growing up, uh, uh, yeah, it was in uh, Montreal. Yeah, so he's basically Canadian. Nice. That's a that's another yeah. one for us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you got. I mean, I think you know you got a good, a pretty good streak going there. I, I think so too. I'd like to think so. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so that explains the hiatus. What got the blues explosion back up and playing again? And 2007, in the red, the Great California uh, label released a, a collection of uh, our, some of our singles that we've done with them over the years. The uh, compilation of our jukebox singles, and you know, we'd we'd always gotten offers to play, or you know, when we were not working. And but then once this uh, comp came out, we began to get a lot more offers. And so me and June and Russell, we talked about. It. We figured, you know, well, let's let's go play some shows. Why not? And so I, I think it was in the summer of 2008. We we went and did some festivals in Europe, and you know, I I was very uh, apprehensive, uh, nervous uh, about it. You know, I wasn't sure if it was going to work. And I think every little step along the way, you know, like okay, the first time we practiced, that we went okay, and then the first show we did, and you know, I I, I felt more confident and stronger. Um, uh, you know, that first tour went all right. So we, a few months after that, we did some more dates, you know, and then it just slowly began to pick up speed. We began to accept more concert offers and, and tour more. And 
And then, uh, and then, I don't know, 2010 or 2011, we began to talk about the possibility of making another studio record. Hmm. Uh, you know, aside from the obvious time off, was there anything else that kind of fostered this apprehension from you about getting back at it? Uh, you know, I, I yeah, I guess I was worried that, uh, that you know, if, if we would still be any good, you know, <laughs> be able to play it if we'd be able to play a good show and, uh, um, and, you know, I, I, whether or not the, you know, the, the, the kind of musical glue or the, the, the telepathy or whatever it is, uh, that if, if that would still be present. Um, and, you know, uh, I guess, you know, I was personally a little troubled, you know, thinking like, well, what would it feel like? You know, do I, cause it, you know, being in a band, is, you're in this, these very unusual forced situations where you you got to be, you know, in close quarters with, with people for, for a lot of time. I mean, yeah, it's it's great to play a concert, but then, you know, the, the other 23 or 22 hours in the day are on tour. It's, 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 it's a drag, you know, and mm. uh, so it's, it's you know, it, it, it takes some doing. You know, often when you, you leave or resume a long-standing working relationship like this one, you, you end up learning some things about your dynamic together, and you, you mentioned that kind of the 23 hours off stage, but has anything been illuminated for you about this band and the role it plays in your I life? I think that it's, 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 no, I've not had any major revelation. <laughs> um, I, I think that, uh, I, it's, I, the way I, I, like, I, I sort of think that, uh, since the hiatus and since we started playing again, that that we we all, all everyone, my impression is all three of us really value the the band a lot more. You know, we we and we sort of really kind of now cherish the, the you know that that the, the working relationship and and the work and, and we kind of protect that. And you know, it's it's not like we're not in this band because we're we're like the monkeys or we're trying to have kicks or you know yeah it's fun and all, but it's. You know, I, I think we're in the band because we want to make this kind of music, and and we we enjoy the work, mm. and so we're 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 very protective of that, and we're you know I think also protective and respectful of each other. You know, so it's you know we're we're not kids, we're we're grown men, you know, <laughs> middle aged men, and and so you know we look out for each other, and and we we don't step on each other's toes for the most part. Right. As I said earlier, Meat and Bone has this ferocity to it, lots of cool sounds and arrangements. Um, it's the record that got you guys playing together again. How would you describe your approach to it going in versus what you ended up with? Uh, well, I mean, whenever we make a record, we don't really have a, 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 a plan beforehand. Uh, I mean, of course, we'll, we'll book a studio time, and, and if we're going to work with somebody like an engineer or producer, we're going to hire somebody in like that. We'll discuss that. But, uh, you know, it's, you don't really, I don't think the record really, because, at least for me, it's, you don't really know what it's going to be until it's done. Um, I, like I said, we were really excited, jazzed, you know, thrilled to be working together again, to be playing. And I think we really appreciated that and valued it. And, you know, it's like, wow, this is, you know, it's this really powerful motorcycle or rocket engine or something, you know, and uh, I, I think that um, that that, the, that kind of pride or thrill or, or you know, power really influenced the, the meat and bone and the kind of record we made. It is a very 
it, it, you know, I think you said something about raw, or it is, you know, it's a very live record. It's really just sort of the band playing these songs on the floor of the studio. Mm-hmm. It is a, a very much a rock and roll record, and it's, I, I think it is wholly us. It's very just the blues explosion. Um, you know, we've done some studio albums in the past that have been quite uh, experimental as far as approach or production, and this is really, you know, uh, the, you know, the band. It's the focus is, is the band, and uh, um, so yeah, I'm kind of losing the train of this right here. <laughs> no, 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 that's fair. No, that's that, that's fair. You know, you mentioned the rawness and the the recording of it earlier. You mentioned the Key Club recording studio. I just met Bill Skibb and Jessica Ruffins the other day in Chicago, and and they oh, worked, yeah. they worked on this LP with you, right? They did. Yeah, I first. Uh, Met them. I may have met Bill uh, at, at the Steve Albini's Electrical Studio a long time ago. We the Blues Explosion tracked Acme there. And mm-hmm. This was back in '98, I think. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Bill was a house engineer at, at Albini's Electrical Studio at that time. So I probably met Bill before. Uh, I can't remember if I met Jessica. Uh, I definitely met them uh, and worked at uh, at the Key Club. Uh, on a, the Andre Williams record Night and Day hmm. which was uh, masterminded by this uh, Dallas Good from Mercedes and that was that, that session took place on a couple off days on a heavy trash tour and this is a while ago man this, you know 2006 or something you know that record was started a long time ago and only I think it only just came out last year I think but um, that, that session with Andre was a bit of a train wreck uh, but <laughs> Um, you know, uh, the, the studio, the key club was, was amazing and I was really knocked out and, uh, and I've wanted to go back there ever since. And so when it became time to do meat and bone, I was able to convince Julian Russell to, that we should go out there and do it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Bill and Jessica are both uh, wonderful engineers and, uh, they have a, a fantastic, uh, collection of, 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 of beautiful old equipment. Yeah, and I, it's, my understanding is that Bill and Jessica also helped build uh, Steve Albini's electrical audio studio. So when you were talking about, you know... That may be true. They, de- they definitely built their place as well. Yeah, so they're, they're talented people. They were nice to me. Yeah. They seemed fond of Canada. What was the, what was the circumstance of your meeting them? Oh, I, well, I went down to go see my friends in a band called Fucked Up recording at Electrical Audio, and Bill and uh, Jessica, I didn't... Jessica seemed to be... Uh, preoccupied with sort of family things, but I believe Bill was primarily in charge of this. Well, Bill was clearly in charge of the session. Oh, so he's he's running, yeah. And but they're tracking it at, at electrical. Yeah, they decided to go to electrical uh, instead of the key club for some reason, and uh, I'll leave that to them. I don't know why, but they. they yeah. I think you know, electricals. Uh, they were just tracking drums and rhythm guitars, and uh, you know, electrical uh-huh. has a reputation for getting amazing drum sounds. And Bill said, "Yeah, yeah. let's go do it." So they did it. Yeah, and this was fucked up, you said, yeah? Yeah, yeah, the band fucked up, yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it was cool, yeah. We, we had a great time. I was only there a few days, and uh, Steve Steve made me a delicious uh, coffee, a weasel coffee. Are you familiar with weasel coffee, John? No. no. <laughs> There's these civet cats in, like, Southeast Asia, and they climb up these oh, trees. Oh, yeah, they, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah and they eat the, the whatever, and then they they poop out the coffee, and then people harvest the coffee, and it's all ready to go. So <laughs> Steve took great joy in making me a weasel coffee. I, I don't know how that... it tastes. Oh, it was amazing. Although, you know, he 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 said it was too strong on its own, so he made me a fluffy coffee. I'm not a coffee guy. I don't are you no. co- do you drink a lot of coffee? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I just don't drink a lot of it. My wife tries to get me into it, but anyway, I enjoyed it. He put a lot of syrup and milk, and it just tasted fantastic. Yeah. It tasted great. All right. I re- I recommend the Weasel Coffee at Electrical Audio, if I might uh, if I might say. Let's talk about Canada. You're coming to Canada. What has your relationship been like with Canada? I know you're fond of us. You're fond of some of our people, but uh, you know we're so close to where you are. Well, what do you make of Canada? Uh, it's like a pretty pretty cool place. You're you're yeah. you're fond of it. You like coming. You don't. Are there any like countries you dread going to in the Blues Explosion? I mean, at this point, you could probably just be like, you know what, we're not going there anymore. Canada is clearly. Well, I mean, yeah, Canada's nice. It's it's convenient. It's close by. It's not so. I mean, it's probably worse coming back into the states, crossing that border, than it is crossing into Canada. Um, mm-hmm. But that's no fault of Canada. That's really down to the U.S. Border Patrol. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I guess the places that I'm not so psyched to go to anymore are places like Australia or Japan that are, you know, take many many hours to to, to get to. Uh, and also require visa work. Hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, Canada is, is, is handy. It's convenient. Uh, it has some great cities. Uh, you've mentioned a few of them there. And, uh, and yeah, there, there's a lot of hip people up there and a lot, and, and a lot of very talented people as well. Uh, and as, far as, the, as far as the Blue Explosion, we, we've really always enjoyed a, a, a very warm reception. You know, we've had some great shows there. And, you know, uh, every, anywhere we've ever played in Canada <laughs> over the years. Yeah. No, we love you. I, I, if I may speak on behalf of the entire Dominion of Canada, we, we, we're, we're quite fond of your band here. Oh, thanks. We're glad I you're... It's, it's, it's mutual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Blues Explosion's profile rose during a period when, when terms like alt or indie rock were being embraced and bands like yours became, I think, really influential. Uh, this was all roughly, you know, I'm speaking of a period that was roughly 20 years ago now. Uh, yeah, I mean, and we were talking about this new album, Meat and Bone, and now I remember where I was going. I mean, I think that with with the the In the Red compilation and with all the reissues that were done in 2010, which we hadn't mentioned, you know, we've done this huge uh, campaign of reissues for all the Blues Explosion back catalog. We basically just told the story. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The first 10 years of the band was a huge project. And I think kind of that was those things uh, kind of fueled our fire. And we took uh, some, I don't know, it was like, you know, we really had this kind of store of energy and, and wisdom or power. And uh, I think that's been with us since we began playing again. And, and it was definitely with us in the studio. Um, you know, this wasn't our first record, but in some ways it kind of felt like it was. We, hmm. There was a real fire 
Um, but at the same time, you know, like I said, we're old guys, we're, and we, we did exactly what we wanted to do, and we took our time. We were, you know, it wasn't like we felt any rush. And I think the Blues Explosion has always done just what it's wanted to do, and we are, we are in that sense a very punk or independent band. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, maybe for a while we were sort of, uh, had, a, you know, uh, some uh, greater success or fame, but we really always done just what we wanted to do. And, uh, and certainly with this new record, um, yeah, this is, you know, we, we, we did it on our own dime. We, we made exactly the record we wanted to do. And, uh, um, you know, I think we've always been always been true to ourselves. Yeah, no, that's that's fair, and I think that that's why the the band's sound and and aesthetic really resonates with people. I think there's a renewed interest in the culture that you were really a part of and and part of bolstering back, like as I mentioned, 20 years ago. Obviously, bands from that era are back together and playing shows again, uh, and there's something of a revival of of the aesthetic. What, what's your take on that? Does it seem plausible that something? revolutionary took place in terms of music in the nineties at this point? I got no idea. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, for me, I felt that there was something, you know, I, I felt much more connected to a scene in the eighties when I was uh, playing with Pussy Galore and, you know, those early trips, uh, those first few tours of mine around the States and, and meeting all sorts of uh, people, you know, all over the country uh, and not just in the States, but also, you know, Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, um, I, that it seemed to me that there was something, you know, going on, and, and like I said, I really did feel much more connected. Hmm. I mean, the '90s seemed to, you know, honestly, you, you know, yes. I mean, the Blues Explosion, we we did enjoy some, I guess, some greater success at that time. Uh, but it also was spelled the, you know, it was the end of of the of the American Underground. You know, that was yeah, uh, was you know when it all kind of went to shit. <laughs> Was the trade-off worth it, though? Because uh, at the same time, the underground... Yeah, the underground was sort of, you know, whether it wanted to or not, it was sort of raised up uh, to some yeah. extent in terms of profile, not necessarily in terms of anything else. But uh, was the trade-off worth it in, in, on any level? Uh, I don't... Maybe for... I don't know. I mean, maybe you're asking the wrong person. You should ask you know, somebody who's rich, who actually made money <laughs> off of it. You know, um, I'm still... You know, yeah, I, I can make a living, but I'm. It's you know, it's uh, we gotta, you know, we're like a shark. We can't, can't stop moving. Yeah, yeah. Well, what 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 about now though? As as I mentioned, and I think it's, I think this is true, and I've seen it over the last few years. That that era has really been re-embraced, or, or rather, embraced by people who weren't there. I mean, now I don't know. I, I you know, you're asking a 48 year old man. I'm I'm I don't know. Like re-embraced by who? By by kids in their early 20s? I don't know. I'm not hanging out with kids in their early 20s. Yeah. I don't know what's on, I don't really know what's on their mind. As far as just me traveling from town to town, not just in the states of Canada, but all over the world. I mean, yes, we, we still have people that are interested in, in us and the Blues Explosion, and, and I'm very thankful that I'm very grateful. It's not like we're playing to huge crowds. They're decent crowds, but, you know, um, but I haven't noticed any great um, upswing as far as the, the numbers of attendance, and it's not like I've noticed a greater, like a real upswing or a greater numbers of younger people. It's, it seems to be a, a real mixed bag. There's a lot of people, you know, that probably may have seen us 20 years ago, hmm. And there's some people that, that, you know, who are younger, but it's not like, oh, there's this huge wave of, 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 of new, new people that are, are, are discovering the Blues Explosion. And, yeah, honestly, I, was, I wondered about that before we released Meat and Bone, before we, this new studio album came out. Would, would this 
you know, would there be, you know, some some big new uh, surge of, of people discovering the band? And I don't think that really happened, you know, and uh, I I don't, you know. You know, uh, you know. Again, what... I think you can only say like, well, you know, we, we didn't make the record. We make, well, as, this record, same as all the others, same as every show we do. Not so much the shows, I guess, but you know, we we do it. We do it for us. You know, we do it because we're, we're fans. You know, it's like we're, we're like a garage band at heart, but we really are true to ourselves, and 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 we, we you know we're doing this because that's what's in our hearts. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have people like what you do, but um, we're not trying to. We didn't try to make meat and bone, thinking like, well, what's you know what what's what could be a hit, or how do we appeal to this demographic? We're doing this because this is this is you know it's our passion. You know, it might be wishful thinking from 35-year-olds like myself. When when we see people like Archers of Loaf or, or Jawbox or Superchunk or whoever on TV, Arch, you know, all these bands are kind of back at it, you know, we, and there seems to be this renewed interest in the history of of music on some level. Not to suggest that uh, people like that are, are, are historical but figures. These are all bands, these are all bands that, that, that stopped, you know, didn't they? Didn't they all bands that said, okay, that's it. Yeah, a lot of them. We're done, we quit. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're at the Blues Explosion. I mean, yeah, it's trying to, but we're not really in the same bag. We're not like the Breeders or the Pixies that said, that's it, it's over. And mm-hmm. this isn't, I'm always, I, I, you know, I think, I, I, I would hate to be called a, a, a lump in with this kind of reunion scene, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we took three years off. Uh, we, did, we, did, we didn't work for a few years, that's true. But we never said, there was, no, there was never a, a full stop put on it, you know? Mm-hmm. We just didn't work for a while. Um, I think also that the, you know, the, but the bands that you mentioned, these are, yeah, they were indie bands, but they were, uh, you know, they were, they're, they're, they're uh, I don't think they're as as, as, as weird as, as the Blues Explosion. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Uh, and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, people always ask me about, you know, people, a band, ask me about the Black Keys, the White Stripes, and, you know, those are cool groups and everything, but they're, they're not, they're not so punk. You know, it's very, it's very familiar music. It's and it's, it's, it's a lot more, uh, I don't know, mainstream or pop, or it's, 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 it's not really the same bag. Right. You know, I think that we've always been, uh, you know, more out there and and always been a bit confrontational and and you know and and it's probably you know, it, it that's probably why we're not driving gold Cadillacs, but you know, <laughs> but what we've you know are we are we are, you know are satisfied or sold? Yeah, no, that's great. That's I appreciate that. You know, many casual fans of the Blues Explosion still cite Orange as the as this milestone in your discography. We're coming close to its twentieth anniversary. Can can you reflect a bit on wh- where the band was at while writing and recording that LP? You know, I really don't remember that uh, session very well at all. I can remember some of the mixing, uh, uh, but apparently the sessions were a real disaster, uh, hmm. a, 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 a true train wreck. Um, if you look at the check out the reissue uh, that we did a couple years ago, the, the liner notes tell a story. And when we were working on that reissue, um, you know the guy who wrote the liner notes, Mike Edison, he talked to would talk to me and to Judah and Russell. And in the case of Orange, he also talked to Jim Waters, who was a co-producer and and you know the guy who, who the studio owner, the guy, the guy who helped us make the record. And I mean, we we had a couple of false starts when we were trying to record that record. One, the first session may have been uh, I don't know if it's the first. One session was cut short by the death of Jim's father. Another session was cut short because of 
uh, Judah Bauer's drug habit at the time. Hmm. So it was the band was, you know, we'd written these songs and we played them live for uh, some weeks or months. You know, we really knew the material or most of it, uh, but um, apparently things were, were not so easy during the session. Hmm. But those sort of came together. <laughs> I think the thing with Orange is that it is. You can look at those first three records. There's the first album, there's Extra Wit, and then the third is, is Orange. And over the course of those three records, the band sort of defines itself. And, and with Orange, everything is in, come, has come fully into sharp focus, and each band member has, has, has defined his, his role, and, and you know all pistons are firing. After Orange, and then from then out, we, we begin to sort of deconstruct that and turn it inside out and explore it you know all sorts of different things but yeah. with orange it's it's sort of the summation uh uh of 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 kind of well uh, of of what we've been doing for those first few years it really is like okay it, now it's it, it's it's it, now the cake is done yeah that's interesting I, it's always it's curious it's always curious to me that that's the one that seems to resonate the most with people just i mean it's i'm a huge fan of it don't get me wrong but it's just curious that people fixate on that so much because I remember when Now I Got Worry came out, I was like, this is the greatest record I've ever heard. <laughs> and I, I loved Orange to Death. I got to see the band on that tour. I got to see you on the Now I Got Worry tour. And there was just something really, I don't know, just something really grabbed me about that, that, that the follow-up. But yeah, Orange, for some reason, to this day. I don't know if it was just that it captured the mood and the time a bit better. I don't know. I can't figure it I, out. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I think that if you try and, you know, but the thing is just, you know, if you try to, uh, you, you can't you can't make records or write a song or paint a picture or, or write a book, thinking like, okay, well, how do I do that again? Or or you know, well, why did you know? It's it, you, the result will be terrible. Um, you just gotta, you know, it's it's who knows why art certain you know uh, records or artworks resonate more than others. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, we don't know. No one knows, but I'm, it's, I'm just glad you're making them. There's, you know, you mentioned, you, you made a couple allusions to this earlier about how, you know, there's people that have maybe became more successful than you did uh, financially. You know, you're still making a living. There's this weird uncertainty in, in music right now. I think some people think that the freedom of the Internet and advances in recording technology means that it's there's never been a better time to be making and distributing music. Other people still talk about the death of the music industry. You know, you're a man of wisdom and experience. I'm curious, are you any more empowered today than you were 10, 15 years ago? No, it's pretty much the same. I've always been fiercely independent and I always, you know, try to do everything as DIY as possible. Um, you know, any late, you know, I've always protected the, you know, any, the band's interests and, um, you know, we've always had full creative control and, and you know, I've always watched all the contracts and business deals like a hawk. So hmm. I, it's for me. It's you know what the the kind of world that people are talking about now is is you know well that that's been you know that's been my world since '85. You know, yeah. and um, uh, yeah, it's, no, it's not so. It's the same. I mean, for you, you're you you feel as empowered as you ever have. It's not a defeatist thing. I, I hope. No. No. Okay. <laughs> Are there any musical trends that give you hope as, as a as a fan of music? Uh, I don't know. What are some of the trends going on? I don't. I don't know. I just I'm throwing stuff uh, out there. There's lots of stuff going on. I just wonder if you're an active uh, music listener. 
Yeah, I am. But I, honestly, most of what I listen to is probably from the past. Um, but there are current bands that um, you know that that that, that I fall, still, you know still fall in love with. You know, but, um, it's great to get turned on to something new. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't go out as much uh, as I used to. You know, uh, 20 years ago, uh, or I don't buy as many uh, new records as I used to 20, 25 years ago. You mm-hmm. know, but that's, you know, what I'm, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's what life's about at some point, I suppose. What's that? That's what life's about. At some point, you just stop buying as many records. You do other stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what's next for you in the uh, John Spencer Blues Explosion? I mentioned the tour dates. Uh, you just put out the record. Are there any other plans? Uh, we have more shows this summer, uh, not just in Canada, but also the States and Europe and Japan. Uh, we're going to continue to uh, tour, but it is going to slow down a little bit. Um, we have There probably will be uh, some kind of uh, EP or single that will be released uh, in the next two or three months. Hmm. Uh, we're finishing that up now. And uh, uh, at some point, I'd like to, there's, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's still kind of in the vaults we can put out. Um, and I'm hopeful to uh, to get some of these things out. Uh, you, you know, there's some really great live recordings we have. We have a... Anyway, there's there's some interesting things. And um, other than that, uh, I'm trying to finish another heavy trash record with Matt. We've oh, nice. Been, yeah, so I was actually just in the studio with him yesterday. I was at New York Head, and we sort of... Uh, it, have tracked most of the record a long time ago and wrote most of it a long time ago, but it never really finished it. So we're 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 trying to oil up the the, the joint now and, and, and get back at it. That's a, that's that's amazing. That's that's great to hear. What what about this EP? Can you give us any more insight about the the EP or single that you might be uh, putting? Well, out? The, the 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 lead track was has been released already in Japan. It's a uh, cover of the the Beastie Boys song. She's on it. It's a medley of that and the Link Ray song, Jack the Ripper. Oh. Um, so that that's been issued previously already in Japan, and um, it's, we've been playing this. We probably play it at every concert we do. Um, I, uh, it's so we thought. Well, let's let's make it available for the rest of the world. Okay, so that's the main track, and the rest of the songs are up. Have uh, you figured those out? Uh, yeah, but I, you know, I, I kind of hate Spill. going on about it because, <laughs> you know, in the case that it doesn't, it all falls apart, and you know, I, I it, there's some, it, it'll be good. Okay. That's that's all I need to hear. I just need to hear that it's good. Uh, well, once again, the John Spencer Blues Explosion's latest LP is called Meat and Bone, and their current tour brings them to Canada for Calgary Sled Island Festival on June 20th, the Ottawa Blues Fest on July 11th, This Ain't Hollywood in Hamilton on July 12th, and Call the Office in London, Ontario on July 13th. For more information, please visit the johnspencerbluesexplosion.com. John, it's always nice to speak with you. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. It's it's an uh, yeah. I uh, appreciate it. It's nice to to, uh, to talk with you. Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol nine three three at gmail dot com. That's creative with a K, control with a K nine three three at gmail dot com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative V I S H K R E A T I V E, and you can also like. Our Facebook page. 
A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.